everyone. It is UK Cowboys TV Season 2, Episode 92. Uh, and as you can see, we are now officially... Uh, great start. We are officially into the uh, countdown for Christmas. Uh, so as you can see, we have neatly attired ourselves in Christmas attire. Uh, so this oh, is how oh, I'm... <laughs> oh. And talking of that... We have, of course, uh, joining me today, our very own Chris Kringle, as you can see him there. Mr. Paul Stewart, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, I suppose, I. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday night. It's Friday night, mate. Not it's very Friday often. Night. It's Friday night. feeling nice. Maybe the Cowboys will win. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the pregame show. For uh, uh, yeah, we've got people joining us already. It's good, it's good to see you all. It's great to hear from you all, guys. Uh, we've we've well. even got the old grazies with us. Uh, yes, it's the pregame show for the Cincinnati game, which kicks off this Sunday here in the UK at six pm. Thank God, it's a decent time. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. Uh, and there will, of course, be the uh, whenever the Cowboys here in the UK kick off at six pm or the the later. Uh, game at 9.25. We have a pre-game meeting in the UK Cowboys group. So that will be happening this week, which is always entertaining. But of course, because it's Friday night and here in the UK it's 9pm, it does mean that it is beer o'clock. So uh, there are beers available for everyone. It's up to you guys uh, at home. Grab a, a wine, a whiskey, a beer, or maybe perhaps something you inhale. Who knows? Just, just to point out, it's not a coincidence that we're both drinking the same beer, and we're not trying to like get a wee endorsement and like that. And I'm eh, eh, yeah. eh, nah, but eh, we just love that beer. So <laughs> it is nice beer, and they yeah. say great minds think alike, sir. So, uh, mm. well done for your choice of beverage for this evening. Um, choice? But... The only, it's not really. I wouldn't call it a choice. It's, it's, it's mandatory. <laughs> yes, it is. But that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I may as well get your opinion, first of all, Paul, before we mm -hmm. break into uh, this week's game. What do you think of the last game, the Ravens game? Just a quick one, and then we will move on. Pesh. Absolute yeah. pesh. It really was. It, it uh, wasn't great to watch, was it? Yeah, it wasn't that. Like, yeah, it... it don't get me wrong, there was a few moments in the game where it was like, okay, okay, there was a bit of momentum they could have picked up, but it was just, yeah, <laughs> it, it just kind of went back to the good old, it just felt like watching the, the first game of the season with the defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't really possibly comment too much about it because it's done and die way. We're now moving on to the next game, and yeah. In the words of Bill Belichick, we're moving on to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, great. The wife's watching. Yeah. But it, it's, it, it, it is the countdown to Christmas. So we officially get the uh, Christmas attire and the clock. Oh, wait, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So yeah. is, is your, your message trying to say that it's actually an early Christmas present? No, no, no. You, I, oh, I'm you, supposed I, to be wearing it. I wore it today in work. I was going to say, have you been, have you been a naughty boy this year, Mike? <laughs> I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm always in the bad books, mate. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's nice to see the old wifey watching. Very rarely does she do it. 
usually she's telling me um, to stop talking cowboys, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to get into a marriage counselling. Uh... <laughs> Paul, but... you're going to be like, so so tell me, how is the marriage? <laughs> uh, let me get my pen and, pen and notepad. <laughs> yeah, but um, yes, uh, first of all, then, we will get into uh, some news and all the rest of it. Yep. But of course, before we get into all of that, Make sure you send us your questions, your comments, your feelings, if you agree, disagree, or uh, if you just want to have a shout out or uh, heal some abuse at us. That's always fun as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but your comments are always uh, welcome, of course. But before we get any further, just a very quick shout out to our sponsor, which, of course, is Cowboys Experience. Uh, let me just remove that a moment uh yes yeah. cowboys experience <laughs> yeah it obviously as we said before 2020 is a write-off so uh they're looking towards the future so 2021 if you're looking to go to a game make sure you book it with cowboys experience they've got game day tickets stadium tours and tailgate parties you won't want to miss uh if you do book it of course use the discount code uk cowboys uh so you get a very special gift just the saying that very word and it lets them know that you're watching us and that you love us and as we say every time when uh you go to one of their events send us your photos your yes. video clips anything if you do and it's cowboys experience we guarantee you that it will go up on our social media and that's always a bit yes. of fun of course as well um and mr paul himself has been uh even had a, a woman trying to look up his kilt oh. I'm trying to remember if it's two times or three times. Uh, no, three times. Yeah, I've been three times. Mm. Yeah. And only once, only one time there's trying to be somebody looking at your kilt? Yeah, yeah, let's just leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> Mate, I tell yeah. you, I, I, what I liked is when I told you that story, and you're like, how the hell did you know that? And I'm like, my spies are everywhere. Yeah, now, now, now everyone is now watching this and going, oh, right, what happened, Paul? What happened? <laughs> it was nearly a sexual yeah, assault. Theoretically, is what happened. Technically, I but I'm not complaining. She was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then let's get into uh, this before it all completely falls off the rail. We got some news updates, injury reports coming at you. Uh, so first of all, a bit of interesting one: Des Bryant is on the COVID list. Just thought I would chuck that out there. I am going to. Uh, I know we're not supposed to be talking it anymore about that Ravens game, but how in the fuck did that excuse, happen? Excuse my language, but the moments before kickoff, Brian was hugging everybody, all that mm -hmm. stuff, and not just that. Yep. There's no way within nine minutes of the game they got all that track and trace information of all the players, all the staff, all the medical team. <laughs> just. Obviously, yeah, everyone's all right, but Des Bryant and Des even came out and said on his tweets, he's like, my, my schedule's remained the same. I've been doing the exact same thing since I came to the Ravens. What I can't understand what's actually happened, how I managed to come in contact with it. I mean, anything could have happened, could have been airborne or whatever, but it just seems so weird that only him just got it. Yeah, and you know, this is a team that got rescheduled because uh, of COVID three times. I, and everybody knows my thoughts about that in general. Like, yeah, it's not a good way to go. No, 
if it was me, the Ravens should be bloody penalised. It's very odd, especially when they say, you know, like, player safety is paramount and, and um, league fairness and all the rest of it. You see that and you go, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> now we've started no. it, huh? Now we've started it. Now we've started no. it. But, uh, yes, okay. So let's get into it. Um, Donovan Wilson, who was out last week with an injury, he's questionable for this week. I'm not sure entirely certain. It mm. literally is a 50 50 uh, situation uh, with him there. Um, my feelings from what I've heard and what I've read is that uh, he, he, it, it literally is on the fence. Um, Anthony Brown as well, cornerback with a rib injury. He's questionable. Does look like he'll start, but we don't know. Alden Smith, he's questionable as he always is every week. Chidobi Awuzie is on the COVID list. Um, so looks like he's out. Running back Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he's um, coming down with complaints of a calf injury, but he has made a statement in the press today saying it doesn't matter, calf injury or not, I'm playing. So, looks like Zeke will be playing through that injury. God knows what they're going to do with their mind. Um, then, uh, Cam, uh, yes, Cam Irving, he's questionable with a knee, but looks like he'll play. Interesting one, though. Tyler Biadish uh, is questionable to return. Looks like he might actually play, which is interesting. I'm not, not going to lie. Is there any point? Like, for, like, I, like I'm, I'm thinking for Biadish, right? Like, yeah, give him more game time. That's the only reason I can really think of giving him the start and all that, because like, he is like, just going to be the future centre next year. True. You know? um, me, personally, um, I say do it because he's a rookie and you want to see what you've got. Does that as well, aye. Does that as well. Um, yeah. I, I, see what comes to me right now? My, my, my mind is all over the place right now. I don't want it. Like, so... Initially, I don't want us to tank. Whoever says we should tank should, like, would not really regard themselves as Cowboys fans. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just, like, should never have that losing mentality. And uh, Tyson West Coast really took a right um, st uh, stab at those particular fans that were saying tank, tank, tank. And that, he's uh, getting, he's actually getting pummeled for it, too. I know, he's getting pummeled for it. Yeah. In fact, but, but he is right, though, it's like that. He is right. Because when you think about it, we've got, is it 29 players are going to be mm -hmm. free, free agents next year? They're going to yep. be all fine. They're going to be all fine for that contract. It's really important for every one of those players who wants to be not even just even picked up by us, but other other teams are going to look be looking out for them as well. If they mm -hmm. are going to be bad performing, then they're not going to be interested. It's as simple as that. It's just pure business. End of the day. It is. You're completely right. Um, and you've also got to think, does Mike McCarthy really want to have a three-win season on his resume? That's what you've got to look at. Plus, you know, there's a lot of money invested in this team, and there's no way as an owner or manager of a team that's the richest sports team in the world, do you want to be tanking and losing just for one guy? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but I have some interesting um, stats that we can chuck out for this one. Excuse me a minute. I just got to sort this out. Do my head in. There we go. Um, so I got some interesting stats that I can chuck to you. 
Um, really, uh, and then I'll get a question from you, um, and we'll we'll take it from there. First of all, I went through the Cowboys' history. Of all the times they've ever gone three and eight, the best they've done at the end of the season is four wins. Yeah. Uh, so that means we are due another win, right? Um, now, looking at the schedule, although the Eagles um, are on there, I would say that this is the most likely game where we can pick up a win. What do you reckon? I still even think with this game coming up, we've got a, we've got a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Like, is, if we're in a fortunate position where the Bengals' offensive line are poor as well. They are. And their defensive cool. line too. Their defensive yeah. line is bad. Like, 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 and and they're doing a lot worse than us. To be fair, it's just a, <laughs> yeah, true. But because we are America's team, we're the ones that's getting more talked about. We're getting all the Stephen A. Smiths, all the Shannon Sharps, all talking down and laughing their asses off because it's us. But. Not, we're not hearing anything about Cincinnati. We're not hearing anything about the Jets, even though they're doing worse than us. Like no one's talking about the hot seat for Adam Gase at the Jets. No one's talking about oh what's going to happen with Joe Burrow or anything like that. How they, what they're going to do with, with uh, who's the, I can't even remember who the other team is. It's doing worse than us right now. Who is it? Jets, it? Bengals, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville is it? Jacksonville, Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh. But but you know what I mean, though. It's just, yeah. It's just mental, man. Mental. <laughs> but here's one for you, and you can attest to this play in the game, right, Paul? The Cowboys played Wednesday morning here in the UK. The quick yeah. turnaround is that going to be an issue for the Cowboys team? And we're talking not yeah. just schematically and coaching yeah. as well as conditioning. Automatically, yes, automatically, automatically. And this is the thing. This is the thing I was so pissed off about is the fact that this reschedule change is actually yeah. jeopardizing our players more so than anything. Like we're already injured up enough, but the the lesser time for you to prepare for that game to turn it around and go to Cincinnati. Well, wait, is it home or is it at Cincinnati? It's at, it's at Paul Brown. It's at Cincinnati. Or it's at Cincinnati. So even though we have, still have to travel on the road, well, we still have to travel back home, obviously. I was but, just about to say that. Uh, so, but, but the fact is, we, we're not actually going to have our actual... There was no point for them to travel back home and go back out in that shorter time period. They were better just staying in Baltimore with lesser facilities to prepare for the game. I mean, come on. That is just ridiculous when you really think about it. Like, if I was Jerry Jones right now, I'd be like, whole Ravens organisation, you guys are absolute pricks for doing that, by the way. Right? Because, honestly, like, it, like Graham and Brian and yourself all know what my thoughts were about that whole situation. It's mm -hmm. the fact that, like, because if the Broncos played without a quarterback, yada, 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 then why can't the Ravens? I'm sorry. Waiting just for Lamar. That's pretty much all it was. It was a stunt just to get Lamar Jackson on that football field. Yes. It really, and it's an absolute joke. It really is. Like, I, and, agree. And, I agree. And I, I just, I cannot 
say like, I cannot be any more angry about like besides like, maybe throwing the TV screen about or throw the dog at the window <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? But it's there needs to be a principle here. You can't just tell one team it's like tough luck, you still need to play. Mm-hmm. And tell another team, oh, not a problem. We wait till your your golden boy becomes available again at the COVID list. I, ah, bravo, NFL, bravo. You know what I mean? It's an absolute. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a bloody joke. And so and now it, it leaves us in the position now. We're given what three four days to prepare for Cincinnati yeah. on the road. Not enough time to go back home and analyse the film that we did with the with our facilities. We can't even do anything in the star, pretty much. So we're having to pretty much directly go from Baltimore straight to Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And that's the thing that is worrying, though, is the fact that we're going to have a lot... This is the, the only thing that I'm saying, like, we will likely to lose. It's because the fact we have not prepared... For this game, and and it's it's, it's an absolute given. We are get we we have literally have no time for to pre- prepare for this game. Besides letting our staff, like any players who are are capable of making a difference, heal up and try and get into the game, and just second guess it. Like, and this is this is my this is what I'm gonna predict. We're we're gonna see a lot of a lot of um, simple plays out this this game, and. I, I I don't know I don't know what your thoughts are, mate. But I just think it's just going to be. If we manage to get the win, it's going to be a miracle. Oh, no, no, do, no, 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 it's it's no! Miracle, it's no. actually the stars. Yeah, the stars are aligned. When I've looked at this one particular area where the Cowboys could get a win here, I still think we still Very can get so. the win. I still think we can get the win if we just keep it. Like really straightforward and try not to overcomplicate it. Just do simple reads, whatever. Not just stick to the because their 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 squad is diminished. As I think their squad is even worse than ours. If I'm being perfectly honest, is it not? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're missing. Um, they're missing obviously Joe Burrow, which is a big, big, big miss. Um, but they're also missing Joe Mixon as well, and AJ Green is very often injured as well with <sighs> foot and ankle issues. AJ Green should be bloody retired. I'm being perfectly honest with you. <laughs> um, last time I ever heard he had a bloody touch, that was probably about two years ago. Ever since then, he's like, oh, everyone keeps routing, routing, routing about, oh, AJ Green is still a top receiver. What is he? Like, he's, he's always injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we'll do. I've actually got a be comment from our video on Graham. He's yeah. asking how many Cowboys position groups are better than the Bengals right receiver, running back, etc. I'd still say our right receiver core is better. Our running oh, back co- core is better. Quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Yeah. O line. Mm. Yeah, yeah, O line, definitely. I've got a very interesting statistic that will help prove my point, which will come up a little later. Um, but I tell you what, there's a good place to uh, get into this. Let's look at the Cowboys' offense, right? Right. And I have a question straight out the gate for you on Andy Dalton. Now, Andy Dalton, when he got to the Cowboys, we knew he was going to be the backup. And a lot of people yeah. turn around and say the Cowboys, at that point, once we got Andy Dalton, we had quite possibly the, the best 
backup quarterback in the NFL. And you could say, yeah, okay, because he's he is a he is the Bengals. He leads the Bengals in quarterback statistics in like a multitude of areas. He he holds the record for the Bengals, right? Yeah, I know it's the Bengals, so there's much to say about that. But still, (laughs) right now, I think his plan was always look, get to the, the Cowboys, play backup, show a bit of spark. Show that I've still got it. And then eventually, I'll be able to get myself a decent 20, 25, 26, 27 million dollar contract, right? As a starter yeah. somewhere. Maybe like Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a perfect place where really he uh, was playing to show off his skills to get that starting well, position. Well, when you say 27 million contract, I hope you're assuming maybe like a three year deal of that total amount. Yeah, but you know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what right, he was right, trying right. to trying to I get. Wonder, to. I was I was kind of wondering what you were saying. It's like if so, no one's going to pay twenty seven million for one year of Andy Dalton. No, 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 no. But I, I would you say though, given the fact of what we've seen, right? Although I can counteract an argument here, is do you think what we've seen so far from Andy Dalton? He's really only proven that at this stage now in his career, he's only a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Sadly enough, that, that, is, that is the case. But at the same time, we don't know what Dalton could be capable with the offensive line that we are so used to having. We don't yeah. know. Like it, it feels like he is back at Cincinnati right now. If that if that kind of sounds like because. Andy Dollar was never given the right proper protection when he was at Cincinnati, and now yeah. he's at the Cowboys, where he's now got a diminished offensive line. So mm. you could you could say he's at the same scenario where he was before. Like he was kind of hoping that Tyron Smith would have been fit, Zach Martin would have been still playing, Lyle Collins would have been playing for the season. He's been yeah, out, yeah, yeah. out all year. Um, a, but yeah, I just. Yeah, man, it's. It, I kind of feel bad for him in a way because I I know he like like same with Ben Denucci as well. So I feel I, like they were kind of put into this wor- worst case scenario. Like they, mm, all, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think Dalton didn't like Dalton did not expect to play, play any game time this year. Like, it is the soft them, spot for this game, by the way. None of them expected to play any games at all. None. Of them. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, in terms of Andy Dalton. Uh, and I'll get to a little statistic about his last three games. That will inspire you. But obviously he's playing his old team, Cincinnati. Yeah. Which is more advantageous? Dalton being the quarterback or the ex-quarterback for Cincinnati playing against them so he knows what that team's like? Or is it more advantageous to Cincinnati knowing how Andy Dalton plays? It's pretty much yin yin yang. It doesn't. You reckon I, it's about equal? It's a balanced scale. It has to be. It has to be. Like it'll be like any given Sunday. Like there'll be days, like, even even if it was like even like say for for example, right? If Dak was to be at a different team, for example, right? Like, yeah. Like like touch with that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But just say for example, right? Dak was at a different team. I don't know. Say. I don't know, the Cardinals or something like that, right? And we and mm-hmm. we were playing against the Cardinals again. And Dak knows our defense is staying, but our defense knows Dak. 
it's going to be the same scenario. They know the strengths because they've played so many times in scrimmages and training and training camp and practices and stuff like that. They, yeah. they, they would know what each other's traits are. The only I would say the only advantage would be would be always towards the defense because you always have a new player added in to that defense yeah. that so, you might be not so uh, not so aware of. So if I was to edge it when it comes to Andy Dalton, I will give it to the Cincinnati Demons only just because there could be some players that were brought in after Andy Dalton that he has no idea what they're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But here's one for you, right? Um, now, oh, I'll tell you what, oh. let's get the question straight out the gate here. Um, so, uh, right, okay, yeah. Should the Cowboys be bothered winning this game or worry about draft ranking? I mean, we spoke about that at, at the, literally the first, <laughs> straight out the gate to start the show. They have to win. I mean, it's the NFL. You always play to win. I mean, not oh. only that, the, the, the big thing for me is that right now, especially for the Cowboys, coaches and players right now are playing for a job that's what that's the biggest one yeah exactly well well, graham and uh brian touched up on this on uh yesterday yesterday i don't know this this week's just been a blur Uh, with it all yeah yeah thanks again ravens for screwing up (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah um the brian and um a graham Touched on it yeah. uh, the other day there, and yeah, McCar- like we all know that McCarver's going to be still going to be here next year because of the contract. Yeah. Like if if he was to sack McCarver, like if Jenny was to sack McCarver, then they have to pay him out, like to like like to the value of the contract essentially or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I assume that's what that's what would happen. You you would expect Mike Nolan to be off you. You would expect him to go. Kellen Moore, there's a lot of talk of him even being going to the Lions right now, which um yeah as head head coach yeah as I, I, as a head coach yeah so, yeah so I don't know if you guys have noticed that read the, the news articles the Lions are strongly considering getting Kellen Moore on for next I, year so I think Vegas they put the odds out on uh, who will be the next head coach and Kellen Moore I think was fourth somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the mix. He, that puts him in the mix anyway, well, at least. Don't get, don't get us wrong. We've, we have been critical of Kellen for a few, few times. I, I like he's, him. He's, See, I, li- I, I, I like, like him, him as well. a coordinator. I like him as well. But there has been times where, and and, and again, I'm using our good friend uh, Tyson West Coast as a good example here. We were in the red zone during that game against Baltimore. I know. Yeah, it was the it was the free run plays. It was the yeah, exact yeah, yeah. Free, it was the exact same free plays, but the only difference is the first down was going to the left, the second down was the same play but going to the right. Then he reverted back going to the left again, and all three attempts, we I don't think we actually gained one yard. On that. Yes, we 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 went backwards actually. We went backwards, so <laughs> yeah. that, that is poor decision making from Kellen's part. I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely... I, th- I think execu- execution-wise, he can only make the call and then they've got to execute. And that, to me, is more of a failure on the O-line. Well, there's that as well. But if the defense is like, they're running it again, let's just do what we did before. Like, it's the way how they're positioned and stuff like that. If they're going to run the same play, then I'm just going to do the exact same thing again. Like, and I, I, know, I know where you're coming from. Like, I know like, where like, you're coming from. For Moore, he what he should have done is 
is you should have read the scenario, what went wrong in that first down, and readjust and tried something else, like a different type of run play, if it's going through the middle, or maybe a, a toss to the running back, or a stream pass, or something like that, just to see what type of reach that defence were giving us as well. Don't, yeah. run the same play. Don't run the same play to the opposite side and thinking it's going to work. No. No. <laughs> then, rever- then revert back to the original play in the first down. That is just... Res- that, that, that I cannot forgive him for. But... And the, on the on the other side, there has been times where he's been a stroke of genius. Where where the hell did that happen? You know. Mm-hmm. So, it, like for me, like I do like Kelly more, but he, he can be a little bit hot and cold. He can, That's- but uh, on the on the flip side of that, all I would say is that, like all coordinators, have their times where they make a bad call. All of them. I just feel like we kind of drifted away from the original question there, from Aaron there. Um, so it should be be bothered winning about the game or winning about the ranking. We can end up talking about the they coaches. have to win. They have to win. They have yeah, to win. So, they, so, they, so, so my answer for that, Aaron, is is like we need to win, and it's obviously what Mike was just saying. The coaches and players need to win for their jobs. We've got twenty nine players. We've got twenty nine mm-hmm. players. They're going to go into free agency. They're all fighting for a job, and obviously the coaching staff as well. So, but if you were to try and say, try and lower down for the drafting, we're not going to exactly bring in 29 draftees or 29 free agents to replace all those other 29 free agents. We still need to re-sign some of these players who still want to be part of this team. So dropping down is no option. And Graham made a great comment on this earlier. I'll bring it up. Why would the current player stop playing hard so the team can draft their replacement higher in the draft? That is the nail in the coffin there, and that is mm-hmm. exact that is exactly why we need to win. Yeah, definitely. Um, but going back to our Andy Dalton talk, and we can move on further uh into what we were discussing. Here's an interesting one that will inspire you and give you some confidence. Looking at the statistics, right? In the last three games for Andy Dalton, he's averaged per game a 68% completion rate, 234 yards a game, average over those three games, then six touchdowns and three interceptions. As an average, six touchdowns. No, 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 no. And then six touchdowns and three interceptions over those three games. Over those three games, right. Okay. Um, The average, the 68% and the 234 is an average. So it's a a two-to-one ratio, pretty much, you're getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, like, over 200 yards in the air. I mean... That is like a, a box standard. St- uh, like uh, it kind of goes back to the whole Andy Dalton is the fifty fifth is the five hundred quarterback. Yeah, yeah, the Dalton scale. Yeah, yeah, it's the Dalton scale. Like that to me is like that should be your above average type of scale point. Like, yeah, like get more touchdowns and uh, more touchdowns and interceptions and get above two fifty yards a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a it's a good start, pretty much, especially in fantasy football as well, <laughs> which is where we always end up falling to. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the issue, of course, is is like people talk about our receiving core. The issue at the moment is Michael Gallup being the non-factor because Gallup makes his his living downfield on the deep pass. When Dak was there, 
Um, although the narrative oddly was Dak can't make the deep pass. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, oh, no. oh no, like Gallup did get targeted some like did get targeted in that game there. Like the, as as a change, yeah, no, I'm eating my yeah. own words on that uh, one. He did, you're right, yeah. Like, there was the touchdown attempt and the third down, which um was a to be honest, it wasn't the greatest of passes. Like Gallup was wide open. It was there for a touchdown and he just kind of overshot it. Yes. Uh, I think that was like in the first drive, I think. And we had to settle for the field goal, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. there was that. And obviously there was a play that we kind of went off out of bounds. But other than that, like, it was just kind of quiet. Like, wasn't many targets he got, I'm pretty sure. No. He hasn't since Dax left, to be honest with you. He's yeah. been very much a quiet non-factor. In fact... Going back to fancy, fantasy, if you drafted him, I can guarantee people have either dropped him or benched him, um, which is yeah. sad to say. Well, that yeah, that's for, for fantasy um, for sure. Yeah, but um, but here's a question: I want to get other the people that are watching this their opinion as well. Do you think now with Michael Gallup not getting as many touches, do you think it's based on the Joneses? Kind of putting an influence to the coaches. This is a weak conspiracy theory I'm thinking here. Is trying to get mm. Michael Gallup to sign a long time deal. Is maybe not target him so much. I don't know about that. Um, know, one thing that, the one it's thing a, that it's a bit of a reach. It's a bit of a reach to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But, but you can see where I'm coming from because since Dad's not there, like we all know that Dad's going to get a contract. Like, well, it's not going to be as much he, he was kind of hoping for now because of the injury. That's going to have yeah. to say, but he still made yeah. that money back from endorsements. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because he's part of yeah. America's quarterback, America's team's quarterback, sorry, the world's team. Um, mm-hmm. um, but with Gallup, um, yeah, he can, he, he does need, uh, yeah. The, the point I'm trying to make is, like, do we see ourselves now getting Michael Gallup on a t- longer term top contract, a new extension now? Because we're not seeing as much action from him. Yeah, I mean, his issue, I think, more than anything, has been the O-line. So your quarterback, who happens to be, whether it's Danucci or Dalton, have had to release the ball quicker and sooner. So that puts Michael Gallup, who, as we said, makes his living downfield on the deep pass. Yeah, he increases separation by going downfield, yeah, definitely. That's his, yeah, his bread and butter. Um, But, I mean... One of the things that's quite interesting is Steam Jones today made a comment about Dak Prescott. He came out and made his comment, and uh, they asked him about uh, Dak Prescott and uh, getting his contract. And today, uh, Steam Jones said, uh, and I quote, Our issues in our negotiations with Dak have been that we're wanting to be more committed in terms of the number of years. We're not nervous. Hold on. We're not nervous to sign Dak. His makeup is all the right things. He's a great leader. He's a great player. He's our player. So there is that. The issue we've got is because of this year with everything that's happened with COVID, reduced fans, reduced income, all the rest of it. The issue that they're saying is the projected, which I don't think will be. I think because the, the NFLPA tried to make a deal with the NFL about the cap space for 2021. If it stays the way that it is, though, the cap space for every team is 175 million. Now, they are trying to change that to 195. 
if it stays at 175 million, we don't even have enough money to tag Dak. We would have 25.6 million on the cap. Yeah. And if we were to tag Dak, he would be close to 37, 38 million. Trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But. So it's hard to say Zeke has underperformed this year when he gets tackled for one guy against. This is exactly what I was talking about um, in our pregame show the other week. So obviously, there's no consistent holes being open for him because of our lousy line. That's very true. Very, very, very true. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't say lousy though, Tim. Uh, I would say inexperienced. That's probably the the, the, the better word to say because. There is, there is a statistic. There is a statistic. The one that I mentioned on the last pregame show where Zeke actually has um, the worst um, uh, being contacted. Um, at point, uh, sorry, his point of contact yardage is the worst in the NFL. He's getting contacted 0.8 yards at the point. So that means he gets the ball, takes one step, and he's getting tackled. Yeah. That yeah. is the O line. That is the O line. Yeah. Um, but um, I will get to the O line because there's something that will inspire you again. See, I'm trying to make some nice points here. Uh, all the crap points seem to be on defense. <laughs> um, but here's, the, here's a big one the Bengals' defense versus tight end. They actually rank worst in the NFL in terms of yards allowed. They're thirty so, second in the NFL when so defending tight ends. So you're saying Dalton Schultz is likely going to be the premier. Dalton target. Schultz is having a big game this week, right? But yeah. bear in mind, Dalton Schultz right now in the NFL, based on as well. When I was saying the other week, a few weeks back, for me, Dalton Schultz has been my most surprising player. Here's the reason why: he is in the NFL eleventh in receiving yards in the tight end group. Seventh in targets and six in receptions. And this is a guy who we were all talking about getting released. Yeah. He's six in the NFL in receptions. And he's about to play the worst team in the NFL when defending tight ends. Hmm. Interesting. See, I, I told you I would bring you up a little bit. I'd try and spur you on on a nice Friday I know, evening. I know. I know you always do, mate. I know you always do. For me, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be... Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Dawn has kind of been quiet from game to game as well. So, yeah, this could be an our coming out party for him. Who knows? Oh, but, yes. I mean, like I said, guys, like get your comments in. We want to know what your thoughts are on uh, how we stand for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Do we feel that the preparation for this game is out of like abysmal? Do you think we have a chance of winning? What do you, what do you think the score is going to be? Send in your comments. Like for, for you guys, it's just it's just two old duffers like us that are just talking football. Yeah, having a beer. Yeah, yeah. But having here's another one. Here's another one that's going to inspire you again on offense. Right tackle, Terrence Steele, right? So this guy, believe it or not, looking at it, and I've been watching it, and I watched the tape, and I made notes on it. Terrence Steele, undrafted free agent, I might add, 
Terence Steele, has made massive gains. Like, to a point where you're like, holy crap. Gains as in that, or what? As in his ability to play the position. This guy, right? His first eight games. Let me give you his first eight games whilst playing right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. He allowed... He allowed seven sacks, eight quarterback hurries, and the same in quarterback hits, right? In his last three games, are you ready for this? Last three games, zero sacks, zero quarterback hurries, zero hits. This guy has developed in a way where you're like, oh, hold on a minute. And I've been looking at it. What has changed is two things. Is One is his hand placement. He is using his hands at perfect time. The guy, when I've watched it, has an unbelievable punch. It is, his punch is knocking defensive ends completely off their rush. Mm-hmm. Right. The other one, which has gotten better, is his footwork. He's now got a wider stance and he's kick sliding with perfect timing. The only trouble he's got is when he gets um, one-on-one against a speed rusher. Every time I've seen it, if he's against uh, a defensive end who has a speed rush, he's still not quite there yet. That Mm -hmm. is something to develop. But you look, this is a guy that's gone from seven sacks, so nearly a sack a game, in the last three games, straight across the board, flat. Nothing. I don't know what to say, I'll be honest, mate. I really don't. Check um, that out. How do you like them apples? I mean, I think we're still kind of in that mindset. Like Now you've kind of laid out the stats in terms of that. We didn't actually mention Terrence Steele during the game. We've not mentioned anything about him, which is always a good thing. But what we did say is wherever we saw him in the starting lineup, we're like, oh, God. So I think we're still in that mentality because we're still fighting about the past eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, obviously, and with Ed. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it because yeah. when I saw that Terrence Steele was back in, I'm like, oh, great, here we go, all over again. But it seems to be the case that he's actually... Developing. Like, yeah, he's developing, so... Good on him. I'm happy for him. Definitely. If, I'm from uh, an undrafted free agent as well. Yeah, I mean, if if that's the way he's progressing then, then great. Then for next year to be back up to Lyle Collins, who mm-hmm. who can learn a lot, who can learn a lot more from him, then great. Yeah. And you could kick him inside into guard position. Well, that I was going mm-hmm. to mention. I'm kind of worried about the the guard situation now. Now yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was not too thrilled with a, a, a who was playing it was it Conor McGovern or I was Conor yeah. McGovern with him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was not too thrilled about how he was playing in that game or the previous game. Not too mm-hmm. thrilled about it at all. Like we've been we've been talking about him as potentially as a, a starter and all that stuff for before the season. He was supposed started. to be, yeah, yeah. But I don't see it now. I really don't. I see a lot mm-hmm. of flaws, especially playing in the guard position. He's, yeah. he, he overcommits too much to a block, and 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 defensive tackles just like just use his momentum to get out the way. It's happened too many times now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know we're talking a lot here on the offense. We, we've like ripping through the show's time on offense. The only thing, the only thing I'm going to leave you Friday. with, I, I'm uh, yeah. I mean, it's Friday. We got beer. We talk. So what? The only other thing I'm going to leave you with on offense is a very interesting fact, right? That um, receptions per game, right? Receptions per game. The top. Three in Cowboys history receptions per game average right now are on this team. See that, that is again? Uh, receptions per game. Right. That historically, historical stats on receptions per game. Thinking, right? Mind you, think about the si- the type of wide receivers the Cowboys have had on their roster, right? Right now. The top, uh, uh, two of the top three wide receivers to uh, have the most receptions per game average are on this roster right now. That the the player with the most receptions per game average in Cowboys history is Amari Cooper. Sorry, mate. Yeah, right, <laughs> I can see her. She's all right. Ah, oh, the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Amari Cooper actually has 5.6 receptions per game. That ranks first in Cowboys history. Second is Terrell Owens with exactly five. And third is our rookie, C.D. Lamb, with 4.9. So it's a hell of a lot more than Dez. Yeah, yeah, I know. More than Michael Irvin. What the hell? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> All right, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Man. So... And that is what I'm going to leave you with on offense. So there we go. Little little factoid for you. But what I was trying to illustrate more than anything is how good of a rookie season CD Lamb's having, but also how under the radar Amari Cooper is right now on offense. Nobody is talking about him. Nobody's saying. How great of a season. Do you know, Amari Cooper is actually on pace to have a career season this year. <laughs> yeah, Brian mentioned that in the show, I'm pretty sure, the other day, though. Yeah, he's having yeah. a career season in terms right. of, like, all the most major stats. Right, and and to, even more so what he did with the Raiders, even more so. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's Cowboys and Raiders, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy when you look at that, but that's the way. Uh... I think it's the way because he's not your typical flamboyant type of wide receiver that talks to, it tries to talk all the time. Like your that's what it Ford, is. Like your Mike Roberts, he is he's so low profiled. Yeah, when, when it comes to the media, because he doesn't. And like, this is a type. This is a type of guy who literally he will play his game, get on the bus, and go home, and that's it. Yeah. Just, there we go. Like he is, he, he he takes football as his job. Now, yeah. Like he's there to work. I mean, he doesn't perform. He's not ready at that payday. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, but uh, he, he's he's a great player. He's he's right. doing he's doing the actual bomb uh, for the Cowboys. He he's uh, and he's like in the top. I think in the top seven. I think he's seventh or sixth in first downs. In the NFL, for wide receivers. So there you go. We're getting first downs. It's just with Amari Cooper, who's in double coverage with a backup quarterback who doesn't have an O line. 
<laughs> All right, let's get into defense. Let's get into defense. We need to borrow. Oh, question. We need to borrow the Chiefs coach and players dressed in Cowboys gear, period. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's one way. If we give Andy Reid the keys to the star, man, we might have set, give him a banquet of all the Christmas stuff. <laughs> He'll have all the burgers he wants. Right. Okay. Yeah. Defense. This is where it, it all falls apart. Right. So, well, as well, you know. When we're going to talk well, about defense, I do want to defend Demarcus Lawrence. I do want to defend I him. do too. I think he's doing great. Look at his tackles for loss, quarterback hurries and pressures. He well, is right at the top of the league. Yeah. People say, oh, but he's not got any sacks and stuff like that. That may be true. Aye. But... He's not. He's not a pass rusher, though. But it was it was the it was it was the Lamar Lamar Jackson play. Um, that is the killer. That is the killer. Yeah, like so, everyone was talking about that, and when I was evaluating the film, I was like, ah, okay. Initially, all the all the offense were all to the right hand side, so that makes the Marcus Lawrence the weak side. So his yeah. job initially his job initially was to be contained. But like he overrun. Well, not well. He, he can that overrun, but, mm. no, but but let me finish. So yeah, go on. When the right, when the third uh, say, uh, the slot receiver moved to the other side and now became neutral, where that running back is positioned, that now becomes the strong side. So now, Dylan now became the strong player. What was failed to be done was Jalen didn't back out because he was doubling the weak side. Yeah, he was doubling that weak side. And because of that, that left Van Der Esch to now track the running back who was going in the opposite direction. And that's what left the, the, the left tackle and the left guard to do the kick out and push mm -hmm. up field and take out D-Law and take out number 23, uh, Darren Thompson. And that's what created that whole gap. So if it was anyone to blame, it was our linebackers failed to readjust and read, read that. Was, this, like... Our our safe our corners adjusted. They repositioned perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our linebackers didn't. Like Jalen should have known. It's like okay, I'm on the weak side now. The ball is unlikely. I've got a defensive end right beside me. He can take the weak side, and I can pull back a couple of yards to see what is going to happen. And that takes the pressure off uh, Van der Esch, But that yeah. failed to happen. Yeah, and here's the ironic thing, right? Here's something I was going to ask you about the defense, which is leading very nicely into the narrative that you're um, chucking out right now. Is yeah. I watched that game, watched how bad the linebackers were out of position, but not just out of position. Jalen Smith is slow. I, I don't know what's going on there, and I'm noticing it now in this game. That guy is slow. Slow running, slow reaction, but they are the, the linebackers are out of position. That do you agree with this statement right now on defense? The defense is bad, the Cowboys' defense is bad, but position group wise, for me, linebacker's the worst. I agree, I agree, and I for me, worst is linebacker, then defensive backs, then the D line. D-line is the best out of the three position groups. Which is considering... <laughs> Which is crazy to say. But I'm not... I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying, yeah. though... The, the, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, if you were to picture the worst of the bad bunch, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, I, I, I kind of like, even before the season started, when we were just about to start, we were only going in with four linebackers, essentially, like in the roster. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was Sean Lee, the oft injured. Yeah, so there was Gifford. Was it Gifford? Yeah, who was suspended. So suspended now. LPE and Jalen, and we've been pretty much just been playing day two. And ever Mm -hmm. since then, we've had Bernard come in from maybe the odd play, Mm -hmm. who's been mostly in specialties. But other than that, we've been very shorthanded at linebacker. We've no had any depth. No backups, no third down replacements for the linebackers. They've just been in and all out in that. And that could be another thing as well. They could be just be absolutely, I'm not trying to throw an excuse, but they could be absolutely exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I, I think some of it, um, we'll just go to this question, honestly, right now. It's hard to decide which team wants to win more, but I will say the offense will do well against this team. So he's given the win to Dallas. Oh. My bad, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm taking a job away from you there, sir. I do apologise. Yeah, it's my role, you. <laughs> but, right? Uh, it makes it, a good point, though. Like, um, I, I, can, I can see where it's coming from. Of course, the offense always do want to win. I, I feel as like with the our defense, they do have the right... Like, they do want to win. They do. But if any player does on defense that doesn't want to win, then they shouldn't be playing football. That's that's a god given fact. Um, yeah. But when, when it comes to the your argument's sake, I think it could, could be the fact that they're not rotating well enough. The no, it's scheme. I, I've it, seen it. Well, 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 I scheme think well. it's scheme as well. I think the, the, I, I was, was going to go into that, but I'm thinking, mm. especially for my line, like I'm just, I'm thinking more to like. Like adding my previous point to this point as well is yeah. we don't have enough people in that certain position to rotate through to give our starters time to breathe. Not and that's how you're kind of saying like when it comes to jail and that he looked hell of a slow. For all we know, he could be bloody absolutely puffed out of his nut already from the previous play. Very true, but for me, the linebackers—they're out of position and they're missing assignments, and so, yeah, they're, not getting, they're, they're not taking block assignments correctly. And yeah. to me, right when you stop, when you stop and you say, "But," like two years ago, a little bit even last year, they were doing it fine. Then all of a sudden, this year, they're not. Are you telling me? that Jaden Smith and Leighton Van Resch all of a sudden this year have forgotten how to play linebacker. Yeah. To me, that speaks scheme. That is what they're being asked and told and coached what to do, and it's not fitting in their mind what's the right way to go about it. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'll ask everyone at home. Do you think... Right, although Mike Nolan is Mike McCarthy's like best friend, do you think Mike Nolan is gone before week 17? Week 17 is at any point, hell, hell yeah. Because I'm thinking, does Mike McCarthy say you didn't do the job? Let's cut you before week 17. I'll take one of my position coaches just to see what I've got. You've got nothing to lose. Well, if it, if we're if, if we're in a position where we're not going to get any of the worse position or 
and there's a chance we could actually get a better position for the player's sake, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, I would, I would, I would get rid of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm me. I, I, I say, cut, cut your losses at week 16 if he's not getting the job done. Get into week 17 and just, just to see what you've got. Not so much in your coaches, but more in I, what you've got in your players. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I think the first, one of the first people to go would be our cornerbacks coach. I think you'll be the defensive back coach. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, he it was a bit of a big leap for him to go was from Texas A&M he came from. Yes, it was. He was the defensive back coach at Texas. Yeah, for him to go up to us. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what. But I kind of made a wee comment on the other day there. Um, if we can somehow get our former linebacker coach uh, back Even in. Even close. Yeah, if we could get him as our DC, but he's doing so many good things for the Colts right now. He's trying. He's yeah. trying. He's I think me and you were talking about it actually. We talked about it, but I also sent the comment and to uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do apologize. Yeah, that's where it came from. Right. So let's get into the defense. I'll give you some statistics, and then I'll give you some other statistics which will help take the pressure off. But then I'll bring it back again. All right. So first of all. The uh, Dallas Cowboys defense, last in points allowed. We are 32nd on points allowed. But it just doesn't end there. It does not end there. We are also last in Russia, rushing yards allowed. Uh, hmm. Yards put. Not even against starters, against Fod uh, String running backs. And fishermen. Um, yards per carry average, we allow 5.2 yards per carry. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. doesn't end there. Third down defense. We rank 30th. I would have thought we would have been worse, especially after that yeah. game against Baltimore. We rank 30th. In takeaways, we have 11 takeaways on defense. That ranks 31st. Yay. But here is an interesting fact. Since Joe Burrow has gone out injured with that like, disastrous injury, I mean... You never want to see it, and I like Joe Burrow. We, I mean, we spoke about him quite a lot during our draft yeah. shows uh, in the offseason. Yeah. Since Joe Burrow's gone out, Cincinnati Bengals have scored a total, a grand total, of two touchdowns, one in garbage time. So that you're talking about what? That's four games, five games? Mm -hmm. Four games. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I told you I was going to bring it back. Here's one allowed for you. Something the Cowboys historically are going to break on defense. Two historical stats on defense the Cowboys are about to break. So at the moment, as it currently stands, the Cowboys on defense, uh, points allowed, they're on a pace to allow, by the end of the season, 524 points. There have been five teams in the history of the NFL that have allowed more than 500 points on the season, right? Now, they're about to allow 524 points for the season. They're, that's what they're on pace for. There's only ever been one other team that has allowed more points, and that was the Ravens team back in 1981. I thought you were going to say it was us. No, no, no. The, the, the Ravens, but Listen to this. They allowed 
533 points. That's how how bad this Cowboys defense is against scoring offenses. That if they allow just nine points more over the next four games, they will break an all-time record historically. The other one that they're about to break is the 1963 Dallas Cowboys record. The one... That's Remember, I... I said it was when I was, you know, I was talking to you at the, the start of the show that when they went three and eight, the best that they did was four wins. That was in 1963. That defense, though, they allowed 13 games of uh, 20 points or more allowed. Right now, in 2020, they're on 12. So they're about to break two historical records. Most points allowed on the season, if which the Ravens allowed it, which was 533 points. They're on pace for 524. They have a bad, bad game and allow a bit more than that. They'll break the Ravens record in 1981. The other one is games of 20 points or more allowed. They're about to break that one. Man, this is depressing as fuck. Yeah. So, what I will do is bring it back again for you. Okay? Uh, so, the biggest issue on the Cowboys' defense is run defense. Yeah? Joe yeah. Mixon is officially out for this game. So, like I said, I'm trying to bring things back for you. All right? Um, so, that means that their lead running back is Giovanni Bernard. Right? Uh, uh, well, I will say this. Bernard is no slouch. He is no he's slouch. no slouch. He is no slouch. I agree. He's still a threat. He is st- like he can still. still like, there was a point where he was getting a hundred yard games mm-hmm. at one point. That wasn't too long ago. You're probably talking about three, four years ago. Yes, yes. But here's an interesting one. He has not had a hundred yard game this or last season. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's because of Joe Mixon. It is one of the factors, yeah, of course. Um, but um, Giovanni Bernard he makes his living as a mixed running back, but the big thing that he is, is he's not a lead running back. He is a change of pace running back. I don't care what you say. Right now, at this stage in his career, that is what he is. He's a change of pace. <coughs> and one of the interesting factors where Gio is good not just on the ground but in the air the big factor about this defense if you can figure this out right the big factor of the Cowboys defense is they have not allowed a single receiving touchdown to a running back this season the Cowboys have the Cowboys have zero touchdowns Receiving touchdowns to a running back. Uh, I think you're wrong on that one. Wasn't no. our first first game of the season? Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. No, they no, they have no receiving touchdowns to a running back. I've checked it. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Yeah. Check it right now. I'll let you have the time while I talk, and you can check it. 
Uh, um, I believe in me. I believe it. I'm pretty sure that happened the first game of the season. I'm pretty sure. No, no, not yet. Um, now the issue, where, where, though. I tell you what. Where's Lauren? Where you need him, Lauren? Where's Lauren? The man with all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> where's Lauren? Where you need him? Currently, currently from the running back position, they that we haven't allowed a. Uh, touchdown a receiving touchdown to a running back so that's quite interesting because that's one of the elements of geo's game uh, can be is receiving but that is uh not something that we're going to be worried about now the good news is with burrow out that's not good news but the good news in terms of um who we're up against we're against um arkansas's running back brandon allen um not much to worry about there. I've checked it. Does he scare you? I've never even heard him, so I can't really comment. I've been no. perfectly honest with you. Yeah, it's not much to care about at all. But the one thing I will say that does scare me on their offense is Tyler Boyd. That guy can oh, yeah. cut and run. That, that's, that is referred to the biggest threat to our defense as any, ch- any given chance that Tyler Boyd is open. You're about mm-hmm. to, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's going to be the primary target for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. T Higgins is coming on nicely. He's had, um, uh, he's had like sort of sporadic, um, moments where he's looking quite good. Um, yeah. I think give him some time, um, you know, keep him, um, on the field, learn some experience. I reckon he could be quite a very decent. Uh, wide receiver eventually. The only thing I will say about this offense that are doing really, really good, which is going to put pressure on the Cowboys defense, is their fourth down efficiency. It is right up there. Mm. Did you know this, right? The Bengals offense on fourth down, out of 21 attempts, they have done it 17 times. That's a completion rate of 81%. On fourth down. God. Right. Yeah. If I was the Cowboys defense, I would be getting ready for a busy, should we say, a busy night. A busy one. Let's try and this 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 is trying to kind of go back to my previous argument. So rotation. We need it. Rotation, rotation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like we kind of keep all players on at the field that all the time because they're going to be absolutely passed it, uh, gassed out, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. If they're going to be running like running all the time and fourth down, so that you just kind of sit there, it's more going to it's more going to give them a break at all. Yeah, is this they're going to be busy? They're going to be busy guys without a doubt. Um, but for me, most important guy on defense, and I'll ask you and everyone at home as well. Um, for me. Most important guy for this game on defense for me is Leighton Van Der Esch. I know he came out, said in the press, look, I made mistakes. I, I, I bet on plays. I didn't think I overreacted and overthought about what I was doing. I think this game, Leighton Van Der Esch, and I said it about the last game. <laughs> I said it about the last game. He was the most important guy on defense. Turned out fairly true because when he was out of position, the Ravens scored. 
Leighton Van Der Esch, I think, in this game is just important. For you, who is the most important guy on defence, Paul? It's either a toss-up between Jalen and Van Der Esch, I think. It's, it's a toss-up. core. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, so I, I think you actually kind of nailed it there, to be honest. Um, yeah, like, I'm not our defensive line. Like we've no, we're kind of in a lucky situation. We've not got many injuries mm-hmm. to that to that unit. Yeah, um, we're playing against um, a broken down Bengals O line. They've always been broken, pretty much. Yeah. Was to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we should expect we should expect a couple of sacks at least. We should you think so, I, and I think I think as well. I don't think it'll be coming from Tank, which is going to cause a narrative issue. I think it's going to be coming more than anything from Randy Gregory and the linebackers. I've actually got a, new, a questioning from Tim Warner. Um, yeah, just reading that. I have to say, Tim, I love your profile picture, mate. I wish I was out doing that right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right there. Uh, so his question is in game one of last season we started getting gashed right down the middle and it was carried over to this season that's fair enough so why yeah. wasn't this addressed by a new coach and it doesn't seem to he's tried very hard to get at this your question well I mean <sighs> I disagree I think they yeah. did try to address it they addressed it by taking Neville Gallimore the guy needs more weight needs more of an anchor some sand in his pants I, I think wouldn't... they are trying to. And and don't forget, Tristan Hill was there and he was coming on very nicely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... When, when you kind of said like that, I wouldn't say that was down to the, the coaching, though. Like, I think the... Uh, Tim, I assume you're kind of referring to the, the play with Lamar Jackson because that ball was going right up the middle, I, I yeah. assume. That was Leighton Van Der Esch out of position. Yeah, yeah. Van der Esch, Van der Esch pulled and he he yeah. got himself up. He had to he had to keep gap integrity on that one. Yeah, so if we were if it, if it's that play that you're talking about, I can break it that one down. So say my my all my fingers, my big fat chubby fingers are the five offensive linemen for the Ravens. Don't put so, yourself down like that. You haven't got chubby fingers. They're beautiful. Oh, shut up, you. Right. <laughs> so, so the left guard and the left tackle, they pulled and go, went all the way behind the right tackle. And whereas, whereas the three, they slanted back inside. So that kind of creates a new pocket. So technically, it may look like watching it from a flash gap, it's going through the middle. But in fact, it's actually going to the outside of the right tackles. So it's actually going out. And Van Der so, pulled. And that's the fact, and that's, and Vanderish read it wrong. So I, I assume that's what you were kind of referring to in terms of not addressing the ball on it. But, but in terms of overall for the season, yeah, there has been a few. I, I kind of see where I, t- I agree. I agree there. Then yeah, I see yeah. where it's, I see where it's coming from. There has been scenarios where we've not we've not done that, but we did fix that by getting rid of particular players, which was the one I shall not name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Griffin, and Everson Griffin, and Everson Griffin. Yeah. Uh, so we we have rectified that, um, Tim, um, by like you said, there, Mike, bringing in. Uh, so I saw Hodam, so he's he's no reply. So no, I was referring yeah. to the middle of the line where we've been run through between two tackles for two seasons now. Right. Okay. So 
so it kind of leads back to what Mike was saying then. We we got rid of the dead wood that we did have, which was uh, Don Terry Poe and Everson Griffin, because they yeah. were not helping matters in the middle of that field. We were getting slaughtered every time whenever Poe was And bear on. in mind, we, we got we, we they did try to address it, um, even with Gerald McCoy, and he got yeah pretty much killed before the season even started with that nasty so, so, injury. It's like all the right intentions were done like mm -hmm. to try and, and, and also Tristan Hill went on to IR as well and he was coming along nicely. Yeah. So I, I know it's going to sound so crap to say this, but it just it just didn't really work out as what we hoped for. No. Really. Well, injur injuries again uh, are the are the mainstays well, of the factors. Well, the, but the, there's injuries, that, there's injuries and there was players that were just taking the pass. Um, if you mean in terms of Poe and Griffin, I agree. Yes. But yeah. I will say they have tried to address it. But out of the light of um, those injuries, we've got to see Canadian bulldozer Neville Galmore, see what he's made of. And I'll turns out what, he's doing yeah. fine. And yeah. Antoine Woods has come on quite nicely too over the last few yes. years. So Antoine Woods is a big fan favourite. Uh, yeah. especially, especially here in the UK Cowboys I've met Antoine personally I'm, I'm in the fortunate position I can actually call him a friend of mine which I'm quite happy right? I'm due to play some video human games with, yeah the human law I'm due to play some video games with him soon online so uh, no you cannot join in it's private <laughs> um, but and I've been talking about Neville Gallimore for ages way before the draft, this is the guy who I wanted to come in for the Dallas Cowboys. I actually wanted him in the first round. That's how crazy I really wanted the guy. And the fact that we got him the, they, they, the Cowboys wanted him in the second round. Uh, well, there you go. But we all knew that it would be a matter of time. He will make the team. Well, not be, he already has made the team, but be a starter. But he's now... As a permanent fixture, yeah, yeah, yeah. permanent fixture, but he is starting to cement that already slowly, but he's still developing as he develops as he's playing along. So he's I'm a rookie. Yeah. I'm, yeah, he's a rookie. But what I'm saying is it's going on for next season when we've got Tristan Hill back and we've got mm -hmm. like so A Gallimore and Woods, who I expect to get on our contract. Mm -hmm. uh, he's one of the free agents going on, uh one of the twenty nine free agents. I expect him to sign a new a new extension, hopefully. I, I would hate to see him go personally. Because uh, yeah. to me, he's been one of the only guys in the team that actually shows some heart towards the team, especially, again, the game against Pittsburgh when Juju I'm, tried to go over to the star. That, to me, yeah. like, I mean, that, to me, is like, that's taking pride of the team. That, 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 he, taking pride. He doesn't take it as much more as a job. Like, he is proud to be in this team, you know? Mm -hmm. So... And I mean, like, as well, you got to think that, and I, I said it to you guys with Tristan Hill, and as it turns out, Tristan Hill this year, developing nicely. When the rookies come in, you've got to give them time. It's not just development time, but you've got to give them time to put some, to put some mass on, to give them a bit more of an anchor. These are college kids coming into an adult game. They need to put some sand in their pants, and when they do, then you're going to see a different player, as you did with Tristan Hill from year one to Tristan Hill with year two. Well, well, Tristan Hill year three, different 
different player again. And I always say, like, what? defensive tackle and O-line are the, the, the two I always talk most about. About look at what they're like in year three. That's the, That will be where you find out who that player is. It's, well, it's yes and no. There are some players it, that it, are the... Well, there's some players that are the exception that have. The oh, there always is. There always is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, for example, Tyron Smith. He's been a star since day one. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, like Malik Collins. Collins was too. <laughs> Malik Collins was, but they, for, like they've. But the thing is, though, they already took on the the pro pre, the pro pro season like programming to build that strength and condition, build that bulk up at an early age. Mm. And you've got to think as well, like at that age when you're in your rookie season, you've got to find the thing that can get you over that hump for that year. Then you can get into the development side, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's what it is for me. But the other good thing is, is we'll get to see some more Reggie Robinson the second. Uh, we will get um, more of an evaluation on him. And obviously, um, you know, he hasn't got a, a, a huge um, tape to show you right now. But we'll get to yep. see him again this week. And if um, the injuries on corner stay the way they are, then uh, we'll see uh, Rashad Robinson as well. So a double Robinson for us. Um, if the way it goes, the way it goes. Um, I mean, the way it goes is if Anthony Brown ends up not playing Rashad Robinson, <laughs> he's, our, he's our cornerback one. Mm. Mm. But there we go. Yeah, well, um, you know me. You know me. I try, I try not to stay in the conversation of quarrels and stuff like that. Mine's has always been a D line. You know me. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm and I'm going I'm back I'm to I'm the D line, going back to Tim Warner's question, you can't forget as well. Next year, um, talking about addressing D line, you'll have a, a develop Bradley and I as well. See, that's one thing I've been like. That's kind of annoyed me the most, right? Is we've actually do have a natural speed rusher in Bradley and I, where there's mm -hmm. been situations where you could have been in there to help rotate. Maybe the likes of Alden Smith get the the, the less physical tire out that uh, offensive tackle where he mm -hmm. slowed down. Now hit him with the speed rush. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I just. I don't understand why Bradley has not been given any reps in the game at all. I, I have asked the question, and it's about development. Apparently, it could be it could be a size thing because he is a wee bit undersized. I get that. So it's the same with Reggie Robinson as well. Reggie Robinson, same Bradley and I. They're both in a, an issue of development. If that's the case, then why? Like, well, then it's different coaches. It was that I was already made that argument with tackle Charlton. Right. <laughs> but, and anyway, there you I, go. That's a different story. But, yeah. I... but, but but you see, you know, but you make a good point, right? With um with Taco is you need to strike on your first round pick. What you're seeing with this D line and the defense is literally an echo from taking a bad first round pick. If you were gone TJ Watt, we'd be having a different conversation. I still shoot myself. Why the hell did we not take him? We were going bananas. 
And we're like 3,000 miles across the Atlantic, wondering what the hell that was about. No, 4,000, over 4,000 miles. What, uh, yeah, over 4,000, yeah. yeah Depending, so, uh, mind you. Depend, yeah. Depending, like, uh, how many shortcuts you take. And not to mention we were up to about 3 o'clock in the morning watching this live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a beer. Yeah, so... And people, coffee. So just to show everyone from the States that... that the lens that us here at the UK Cowboys do just to watch football, even for the draft, it can be hard. This is why I'm a 34 year old man who looks like I'm a day going closer to my grave at the age of 60. Right now, I've got grey hairs coming inside my head. I don't feel like I'm 34, and it's because I'm staying out late because of this. Mate, team. don't 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 put yourself. To, I say this every time. You're a beautiful young man. Stop I'm just saying these I'm, ju- I'm just trying to give the give our viewers the extremes <laughs> we go through. Yeah, oh, man. The, the extremes we do to just to watch Cowboys football, even it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the crazy one. I always remember last year we did a show and Big Game James, who by the way is next week's special guest. Oh, um, yeah. Um, he, we got. Big Game James to come on the show, and it's me and Jamie were Big Game James. <laughs> and me and Jamie, we've been up all Saturday, right? All Saturday night watching um, college football. Um, then the Cowboys with a late game on Sunday night. So we was up then on Sunday night till like three, four o'clock in the morning here in the UK watching that. So by the time it got to doing the post game show with Big Game James, like we was just both staring at the screen, like square eyed, like what the hell is going on? And Big Game James was like, don't worry, man, I'll be your coffee. <laughs> but man, that is, like you say, that is exactly what it's like. It's um, delirium set in most often for us, lot, especially yeah. at the start of the week, mate. Well, in fact, I know you can recall. Remember that weird conversation me and you had after the Thursday night game? I'm like, we we're on the phone for an hour. Oh, God, I... Yeah, yeah. That conversation, man. I don't know how we got there. It started with talking about Chappelle's stand-up comedy <laughs> and ended up talking about lampposts or something. I don't even know, but either way, it's, it's done and dusted with pure... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Let's get into it then before this yeah, goes cool. completely off track. I want... Your score predictions. We've got some coming in. Yeah, Send so, us them all in. I've all right. got my score predictions for this game. The Cowboys, are, I, I always predict the Cowboys to win. I'm pretty boring, but there we go. Um, I get yours, burp? Paul. Go on, sorry. Did you just burp? I did, yeah. I've had too much beer, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am trying. I should have pressed the old cough button. But here we go. Okay. I've got the Cowboys to win. Dalton Schultz having a stormer of a game. Pads, uh, Andy Dalton's um, stats as well. Dalton to Dalton. Cowboys win this one 27 to 14. Pow! Just like that. Oh, cheers for the comment, Pete. Uh, Pink Bayman is loving our Christmas jumpers. It is That's what it's all about. It's the lead up to Christmas, my friends. So we appreciate you tuning in to the tail end of the show. But uh, be sure to send in your, your score prediction for the game. Um, we've got Gary coming in with his score prediction. 
21-10 to the Cowboys. Or Cowboys. I men. like that. I like that. Um, obviously, we had a score prediction earlier from Tim, who went with 24-13. Um, for me, uh, that's, that's the only comments we've got so far. But, guys, get your comments in. Get your score predictions in. We'll get them on, on the show. Um, for me, I'm going 17-10 Cowboys. Uh, based on the fact it's the Bengals are doing, they, they've got more injuries than us, more than more so. Yeah, yeah. Just try. So, there uh, it is. There's Tim Warner's, um, where he thinks. Oh, there we go. I said twenty-seven fourteen. He's saying twenty-four thirteen. So it's close. And you're you're a bit more of a, a, a low-scoring game. Um, but he's also saying that. Uh, passing game will win this. I say the yep. same thing too. I think passing to um, Zeke, Tony Pollard, but mostly Dalton Schultz because this defense struggles massively. Not to, not, to, not, to mention, not to mention, we still got our healthiest unit, our wide receivers. They're still all healthy. They, they, they will get the job done, both of them. Yep. I think Amari Cooper will have a bigger game on this one, but... Let's get into the fantasy lounge and get some fantasy predictions for this week. As we do every week, play at home as well. Uh, next year, we're going to be doing this same thing again. Me and Paul were talking about this. We're going to run a competition on this next year. Um, so yeah. you guys at home will completely free in season three of UK Cowboys TV by playing the fantasy lounge. We'll get a free something. We don't know what it'll be yet, but it'll be something. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. Uh, TBC. But, uh, yes, if you play at home, you will win something. But So, the way we do it is very, very simple. Really easy. I give you the fantasy points. You say whether you think it's going to be more or less. So, if it's going to be more, you give me a boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. More words in it than oh boy, which is less. So if you think it's going to be less than the predicted fantasy points, give me an oh boy. So I'm going to kick you off, right? We'll go right the way through both teams. Usually we do a bit of back and forth with whoever, but you're completely on your own on this one, Paul. Yeah, lucky me. Lucky hey, you're me. all right. You got this, baby. You got this, baby. So don't worry. Um, so I'm going to kick you off, first of all, with Andy Dalton. Um, Right, Andy Dalton. He is predicted to score 16 fantasy points. Is that a boy oh boy or an oh boy? Boy oh boy. I'm, like the reason I'm saying that, I Hit think me with it. 16 is too low. I think I think he'll still be under 20. I think nine, if you said 19, that would have been mm -hmm. a good prediction. But I think I'm saying oh boy. Uh, sorry, boy oh boy. Sorry. It's boy oh boy. Yeah, up higher prediction. Okay. Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Um, I don't even know how they got this. But NFL.com is predicting that he's going to score 13 fantasy points. Um, potentially. But that could be spot on. I think that's spawn. Okay, so we'll 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 peg out on that one. Yeah. Zeke, fifteen fantasy points. Boy, oh boy, or oh boy. For the for, for the first time, 
doing this for see I'm gonna say oh boy. Alrighty, I know why, but fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. We're not holding it against you. No worry about it. Uh, uh, uh Giovanni Bernard, right? Bear in yeah. mind they're saying Zeke is gonna score fifteen, but we know what this Cowboys defense is like against the run. Giovanni sure. Bernard, fourteen fantasy points. Oh, yeah. Well, they're going to have to rely on the heavy in the run game pretty much quite a lot in this game. So, yeah, possibly that could be... Yeah, I may actually lean towards a boy oh boy which is... Yeah, yeah, maybe. boy oh boy Alrighty. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Amari Cooper, 15 fantasy points. Uh, so you're talking about maybe a 90 yards and a touchdown or two touchdowns and some short gains yeah short, but short i don't games. see i don't see that yeah um i find that spot on okay uh t higgins 13 fantasy points oh boy oh boy cd lamb 13 fantasy points i think you'll actually have more than cooper yep Agree. So, boy, oh, boy. All right. Dalton Schultz, nine fantasy points. Boy, oh, boy. boy yeah, oh boy. I like it. Ooh. Yep. Hold on. Losing me headphones. Uh, okay. Cowboys, right. de Cowboys uh, defense. Go on, go on. Go on. I was just going to say that is the easiest boy, oh, boy, I've done in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you think, like, how this, um, how this defense is against it and the way Schultz is playing right now as a top yeah. five, top ten easy tight end. Uh Cowboys defense though, six mm -hmm. fantasy points. Cowboys yeah. defense again more than six. Guardian with the comment. Bro, your boy for Murray. I agree, my man. I yeah. agree. And me. I we're, we're with you on that one. Um okay and the Bengals defense. Six fantasy points. I really don't know, to be honest with that one. It can be, it could be, but it's one of those ones you just don't know what to expect from the Bengals defense, really. So I would just stick with six. I would just, I think this is the most I've ever seen spot ons in one session. So I do. Oh. Yeah. You still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I may have just lost you for a moment. I do apologize. But okay then. But that, mate, wraps us up. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, mate. I'm still here. Ah, oh, good, good, good. Um, so yes, that wraps it up for this week's show. Um, hopefully we'll get to see a win and take us to four wins, which is always going to be nice. Um, now the show gets back to normal scheduling on Tuesday. Uh, Brian will be back with the post game show. Uh, so that's always nice. Get back to normal, get things back on track. Uh, but for this week on episode number 92 from myself, I'm Mr. Paul Stewart. Uh, we will see you all, uh, on Sunday after the show thank you very much guys Take see you all guys. again stay safe see you later